to Going Mutts with the Little Black Dog Rescue Group. Join hosts Sarah and Erin each week as we dive into all things rescue, dogs, and the dog parent life. The Little Black Dog Rescue Group is a DC area-based, all-volunteer, all-foster-based dog rescue. Our goal is to help any abandoned, mistreated, or abused dog find the best possible home in the DC area regardless of breed, color, or size. We strive to achieve this goal with compassion, transparency, and a strong sense of responsibility to our dogs, applicants, volunteers, foster families, and supporters. Read more about what we do at www.thelittleblackdog.org. Welcome back to Going Mutts. Hi, Erin. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are oh, you? I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> we just recorded the like guest podcast episode, and Loki was not in the background, and Brie has been a, a quiet but sufficient fill-in, stand-in. Uh, it's just she does not really have the same kind of inherent reaction that Loki does to my voice, which is shut up. <laughs> I do mean it's nicer than what it sounds like. I realize that the impersonation that I do of Loki is the same one I do for my mother. So that's not, <laughs> that's not really nice exactly, but it is one I respect for what that's worth. She's keeping us all in line. All right. It's a hard job. Somebody got to really, do it. It is almost impossible for many, except for Loki. Yes. I should have Loki as my alarm. I might do that now, actually. Not <laughs> sleeping. Wake up. <laughs> Or just like intermittent alarms through the. This is a good idea that I'm having. Uh, I'm gonna write it down. I'm not gonna write it down. I'm gonna remember it. Mm. All right. Reason <laughs> also still helping for what that's right. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about an issue that is near and dear to TLBD's heart, and that is black dog syndrome. But first, a pup date. We need a pup date sound. We do. Oh. No. I. <laughs> So I've wanted to do all day, which I will be doing for the new segment again. Erin, uh, would you like to start with your pup date? Yes. So since the last podcast, Jorge has been adopted. He yeah. is, yes, yay for Jorge. He was adopted by a great family. They have two dogs. They have a ball pit for him. He's doing really well. Uh, and just, I couldn't be happy for him. They fell in love with him when they met him at an event like immediately and it's just it's just a great fit so yay for Jorge and um we likely won't be fostering for a little while because we're what? adopting yay! <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's even better than you all think continue sorry <laughs> so we don't have we've not picked her up yet at the time of this recording, but we are adopting Vita's pup, Little B. My favorite one. <laughs> I'm very excited. We're gonna name her Zelda. We think. Well, I told you I suggested it because of the video game, and then I kept like hearing it over in my head, and I was just thinking like an old lady. <laughs> and then I was like, I hate this name. And then Evan liked the name. And then I was like, all right, fine. I'll think about it. No, your progression was amazing. <laughs> and you then you suggested it. You hated it. And then you came back around to it. And then I came back around to it. And then you just had to start like committing to it. So we have labels for the dog bowls. So Zelda's on the dog bowl. We are so ready for her. 
We're so happy. Um, I'm very excited to have such a good dog. Another little black dog. And I'll have a more fun update on our next episode when she's actually settled in at home. But yay. I'm excited for both of you. I appreciate Evan's willingness to consider her. I, you guys have been looking, so it's not even that. Yeah. I just, Vita update. I, I honestly, since the last time we've talked, I have so many fosters in my house. <laughs> yes. I had Dottie briefly. So Vita and Pups are still here. Uh, pups all have homes. Uh, Aaron is one of the excellent homes that we have found for them. Uh, I am uh, one of the boy pups. Beetle is going to. He's actually. So this is not a standard procedure, but uh, he's going to be a gift to the mom of an adopter. So the household is all adults, 18, 21, mom and dad. Uh, Dad worked with, like in canine military training, something like that. Uh, So they've always had large dogs. They don't currently have any dogs and they're looking for another, but mom was specifically interested in a small dog. They've spent their whole life with big dogs. Mom is looking for, she's got like, empty nesters is a strong word. She's got adult children that will be moving on soon. And I think that this is kind of her progression to empty nesting, I think. I'm I am putting a lot of, I'm filling in a lot of blanks here. <laughs> but uh, it is a very supportive family that is trying to surprise their mom with a, a, a dog that she wants. So we're doing a foster to adopt. Uh, the, who else? Moth just found his placement. Uh, he's going to a home with a big, beautiful brother that just lost. So it's, uh, the brother's name is Duke. Uh, the owner just lost her chihuahua. The, the dog, she says he's a lab mix. He looks like, uh, not a mastiff. What are the big fluffy black dogs? Newfoundlands? Yes. Thank you. He's, he looks like a newfie to me. He's huge. He's 80 pounds. 80 pounds a dog. Mm-hmm. Damn. And I was like, so Moth is a pretty nervous dude. <laughs> like his pronounced quality is he's anxious. He's the most anxious. of. Did you see that when you were there, when you were at my house? He there, did seem to be the most um, like unsettled. Like everybody yeah. else was like outside and okay. And he was like, nope, another sound, a big sound. Ah! Yeah. yeah. He's always a little bit nervous about something. But I think I told her that and she's, confident that Duke can show him the way. Uh, I think that he will do well with a confident big brother. And then uh, another Sarah, Sarah's for life, is adopting Fly Girl. Uh, she was my backup for a little bit also. Because <laughs> I felt like I was pressuring you and I didn't want to pressure you. But <laughs> uh, she applied for Fly Girl. Uh, she was the backup, but then I didn't hear anything else from the lady that was interested in Fly Girl. And uh, I told her I'm going to make her primary. It was before you met Little B. I was like, all right, she's going to be. She She's just, she's been looking for a little dog for a long time. And she was experiencing, it sounds like what you experienced when you were looking for a dog before Loki, which is everybody's taken before you even get on the list. Uh, and that's not like... I didn't want her, I didn't want that to be her experience with us. Um, A lot of, like, if, I feel like if that's your experience, apply. Still apply. Don't ask a question. Still apply. Because the application is the thing that gets you on the list. 
And she still did that. So she was second in line. She was a great candidate and she was responsive. So everybody's going to their, their homes this weekend. I'm very excited. Like I said, just in time for Mother's Day and National Dog Mom's Day. I'm deciding consciously to not have a feeling about that. <laughs> uh, Vita is still up for adoption and still looking for her forever home. Good girl, not house trained. We will make a concerted effort to work on that. Uh, in the meantime, Dottie has been here. Dottie's been adopted. Karina has been here. Karina's been adopted. Bree has been here. Bree has been adopted. <laughs> I don't think I'm missing anyone. I'm not. I'm not. No, Hopkins was here briefly. Mm. Who also? And then Dottie and Hopkins got switched. Okay. Hopkins is. Is he? Look. Is he getting adopted? Is he? Is he what? He's not been adopted. He's still okay. available. Hopkins is amazing. He loves little things. He's a good cat-friendly dog. Uh, he likes little dogs, doesn't bat an eye at him. Was doing a little snarly face at Apollo, but as long as Apollo kept his distance, he was good. I think big dogs freak him out, but I also think he was he had a, a pretty traumatic experience with big dogs, I think. I don't want to make, be making that up, though. Yeah. He seems a so little every- shy and nervous. Yeah. yeah. Puppies are super active. They're very, very, very adorable, but super duper active. And it is definitely time for them to <laughs> move on, babies. Leave, leave the nest. <laughs> I, I love these puppies. I don't, I mean, I love puppies. Puppies are great, but I'm not a puppy person. <laughs> I know you know this about me. I'm not a puppy person. It's not my heart animal. It's not my heart aged animal. <laughs> So they are, they're like, they do like bring joy though. It's hard to not, it's hard to watch them and not feel joyful. Yeah. Even my, my grump of a husband can't watch them without like smiling at them. Right. Uh, ready for dogs in the news? Yes. Dogs in the news. <laughs> I, I did it. <laughs> Aaron. Tell me a story. (laughs) Okay, so this article made kind of a splash in the rescue dog world. So you may have already seen it, but I think it's important enough that we need to talk about it anyways. So a study was published in Scientific American at the end of April that essentially showed that breed, quote, offers little predictive value, unquote, for dog behaviors. Um, According to the study, breed accounted for only 9% of variation in behavior, um, they served more, surveyed more than 18,000 dogs, half of which were purebred dogs, and sequenced the DNA of over 2,000 dogs. Um, in plain English, what the study means is that a dog's breed is not predictive of behavior. So it um, relates back to our episode on breed-specific legislation and pit bulls, um, further demonstrating that the breed-specific legislation is not really grounded in real research. Um, breeds are just, they're not a good predictive of behavior among dogs. Um, and they don't, they're not, you know, breed specific legislation isn't effective in preventing dog bites or protecting public safety. We mentioned that in the previous episode, but this is just a further additional research that shows that breed really doesn't have as much to do with behavior as we think it does or as we perceive it to. It certainly has more to do with the upbringing of that dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the, 
kind of lifestyle accommodations that are, you know, are they getting enough activity? There are other things besides just breed. I think breed activity level is technically the thing that is the driver for some of the frustrated presentations of behavior. I think it could be, not that it is, that's not fair. Uh, this article, so technically, sorry, go ahead and say what you're gonna say about your, like the property thing. Too. Oh yes, yes. So um, in more exciting news on breed restrictions, um, if you live in the DC area, and they may have properties elsewhere, but I know there's a bunch in the DC area, Paradigm Properties, it's actually that we live in a building managed by this company. They announced last month that they're getting rid of all of their breed restrictions, which is a huge move. Um, I feel like at least in our my experience, apartment hunting, all apart, most apartments in this area have breed restrictions. So the yep. fact that this big company got rid of it and made a big deal about it um, was just is really exciting to see. So yay for Paradigm. <laughs> Good job, Paradigm. Everybody else, follow suit. Uh, Prince George's County. Follow suit. <laughs> I think that this is great. Like this is a step in the right direction. It has to mean something to everyone. Yeah. And also a big part of this is to make sure that responsible pet ownership persists. Uh, yeah, that's great news. That's wonderful, wonderful news. And a long time coming, but it takes, you know, good responsible pet owners and their wonderful, lovely pets to show us that. Yep. All right, catty corner blackheart moment. Yeah. Uh, what is my catty corner? My catty corner is lovely dogs that need time. I think really, really lovely, lovely dogs because I've just met too many of them. Uh, Dottie is not included in this. Dottie is lovely, but Dottie was more forceful than most. No, forceful is wrong. Dottie was... She made her kind of uh, desire to move more known. And I think she was a little bit like overly anxious initially. Uh, but like Karina and and Brie, they're lovely. They're just lovely dogs. Karina's nervous. Nervous dogs are more challenging. They are. I know they are. I was saying, yeah, so Brie and Karina both. Brie less so. Brie's not a nervous girl. She's just a big, giant one. <laughs> Brie's with me now. Brie is amazing. I love Brie. Brie is really... <laughs> I am... I'm not shocked that she has taken this long. If I could rename the rescue... I'm just going to start saying this more often. If I could rename the rescue, it would be the Big Blonde Shepherd Rescue. <laughs> because they are... Shepherds are hard to adopt in this area. The blonde ones almost especially seem to not do well. Um, we have good ones though. We tend to get really good blonde shepherds that take longer to find homes. Uh, she is, she's just amazing. She has luckily got uh, an applicant that I met with yesterday that is close by. They live near a park. Uh, I have decided that the creek right around the corner is lucky also. Uh, the one that Kelly, our adoptions director, fell down at. <laughs> Let's include that in this. <laughs> really, really veering away from not saying it to announcing it. Announcing it to the world. <laughs> <laughs> the world that may or may not listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bree loves the water. She's a little swimmer. I love any dog that will get in the water without me like trying to fully encourage it to get in the water. I've just never really had one. Apollo will, he likes the water now. 
but Brie is lovely. Karina took a minute. Karina's interesting. <laughs> She's from Palestine. She's nervous when she sees things like the third time that she sees them. <laughs> but she has luckily found her adoptive home. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, dogs that, big dogs, nervous dogs, dogs that have been with us for a minute that need just a minute. I, and I want, I want them to get the minute that they need to get settled enough to present well. I'm um, thankfully like this catty corner is also it. It's about all dogs that have been adopted now. <laughs> my black heart moment. What is my black heart moment? Ooh, Foster's coming through. Our foster situation, and honestly, it is fosters coming through, but also in light of what I can tell is a difficult foster situation for everyone. Every, like, not just little black dog. Looking at social media, I the shelters are full. Shelters are full, can't find adopters or fosters. Uh, other rescues are turning dogs away, and we are able to say yes to dogs because we're able to, to get the fosters. And... The fosters also, especially the fosters that are coming through lately, are adopters, like previous adopters from us, which is amazing. <laughs> we had a dog from Alabama that needed needed a foster placement, needed a rescue commitment. Uh, our, our foster base was strapped. Uh, Kelly, our adoptions director, sent out a message to the adopters, asked if anybody might be available, interested in fostering, and she got an adopter from that. So that is very, that's amazing, right? It's just really nice to, I, I love our community. My black heart moment is the community. The community. <laughs> to sound like a cult leader. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> All right, and Erin, yours? Um, I feel like my catty corner, I feel like. Ooh, what is your catty corner? <laughs> I, I had trouble actually finding a catty corner. I do feel like adoptions have slowed. I think people are starting to go back to the office and I feel like a lot of our dogs are hanging out longer which is kind of related to what you said about the dogs that need a minute. Um, but I do feel like um, there's a certain level of frustration that I think a lot of dogs are just not getting attention right now. And I don't know if it's because people are going back to work or what's been going on, but it's just, it's, it's tough because you want to see them get adopted and have their forever homes and then we can take more dogs in. Um, so I think that's just kind of been, it's been on my mind recently. Um, and I'm like, what can we do? Like, how can we promote them? How can we, we get these dogs noticed? Um, and since that's like my whole job with the little black dog, it's just, it's on my mind a lot and just something that's been weighing on me, I guess, lately. So I didn't say this in my black heart moment. What I meant also with my, like the dogs that need it, like the foster base, they're getting attention. It, some dogs take the, they need the minute. They do some of them, not all of them. We need fosters while they need the minute. Yeah. But you do a great job of it. And I don't know if your black heart moment is TikTok or not. 
Um, I so I was a late adopter to TikTok, and that I'm so good at it. I downloaded on Tuesday. <laughs> I can't watch the French pups needing fosters TikTok video without laugh. I like spit laughed out loud. <laughs> When I saw it initially, because it's so adorable immediately. <laughs> I and it was really up. proud of that idea. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, and it's so good immediately. <laughs> the um, French music, the French backgrounds, the French hat, the little macaroons. <laughs> I'm like, how much French stuff is there? How did she know how to do this? How does all of it match? I was so impressed immediately. The birds are excited too. <laughs> um, so we've we've gotten TikTok. Um, I am learning TikTok. Um, it will progressively get better as I learn TikTok more. Um, but hopefully, this can help get our dogs a little more attention. It's where everybody is. Um, I actually think posting the TikTok video on our Facebook got us a lot of attention because we are getting a lot of inquiries in through Facebook. Yep. So, um, I, Blackheart moment, I guess, is that, uh, we, I mean, we're, we're still just trying new things and seeing what we can do. And Sarah, I tried to tell Sarah I'm too old for TikTok and Sarah was like, get over it. <laughs> you know, Sarah's answer for stuff. <laughs> All right, push past it. Get over it. Let's figure it out. <laughs> and it's and it's it's working and it's fun, honestly. Like I want my full time job to just be making dog TikToks. So, <laughs> um, if you had, don't follow us already on TikTok, follow That's us good. at Little Black Dog Rescue. Um, we'll link to it in the episode notes too. But yes, I think I was our first follower. I you hope I was, absolutely you. were. No, because I don't have my own TikTok. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, do you, so I know you don't like reels on Instagram. They're not your favorite. They're hard you to like make. TikTok better than reels. They are both time consuming. But you seem to get more enjoyment out of the TikToks. Out I may the- have had just more creative ideas with the TikToks. So the reason I ask is I don't understand why I am like, I don't have a problem. I like reels. <laughs> I like reels okay. I don't like TikTok. I have not actually figured out from my phone. Oh, Jesus. From my phone, how to start a new one. <laughs> how to even start creating one. I don't know how to do it yet. <laughs> um, it's a little... So for Little Black Dog, I've made them all like as videos on Canva. And uh, then up, uploaded to TikTok, which I think has... Mark- and that's normally what I do with Reels also, which cuts down a little bit on me trying to, like, navigate it on a phone, um, which makes me sound really old. <laughs> it's not. You still said it in a way that I'm like, it's a, it's new to me. <laughs> but you know what? There's a whole market of people that are, we're sounding old to right now, for sure. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, it's fun, and it, it'll get better over time. I'm uh, proud of you. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. You were super TikTok resistant for a minute. I was, yeah. And you know what? I'm it. It's adorable. It like brought me so much joy to see it. It was first thing. It was like one of the first things I looked at the day after you did it. I was like, oh my god! It was just. 
It's so cute. It's so good and it's so cute. And then the one you did right, the recent one for the foster need was also very good. <laughs> it really, really is. I don't like put, I'm a montage person. I think I've told you this, that if I know someone's watching a montage of like a diseased person or deceased, not diseased, probably both. Uh, either one. If I knew it was a sad montage and I could hear the song, and I knew the person just well enough to know what their face looked like, I would cry. I would cry listening to the song that they put with the music for the montage. I don't have to see the video. I don't have to be related to the person. I don't have to know anything about them. I just have to know what song they're playing with the montage and I will cry about it. <laughs> I have to push it out of my head. It affects me. <laughs> so put a need to music and I'm crying about it. <laughs> Long story short. Uh, main segment, Loki. All right. Uh, so we are talking about black. Oh, I, I totally missed what you were showing me. I just oh, kind of like saw your boobs when you were doing that. <laughs> Loki. Hi, baby. You look like a black lump. <laughs> She's real sleepy today. I'm kind of worried. She's fine. It's rainy. <laughs> That's day. true. That's true. It is. She's on a poop strike. A poop strike? <laughs> she doesn't like to poop in the rain. I get it, but uh, yeah, it's I unfortunate. Don't, I don't poop outside, so <laughs> if it's raining outside, I'll poop fine. It doesn't matter what the <laughs> But I'm aware of what a poop strike is. <laughs> All right. All right. We're talking about black dog syndrome. Uh, while TLBD rescue dogs... Uh, well, TLBD rescues dogs of all sizes, shapes, colors, and breeds as part of our mission. Uh, it's a real, you know, it's how I like to name things. <laughs> we're going to call ourselves the little black dog, but we're going to accept anybody of any size and any color. <laughs> and sometimes cats. <laughs> Hold on. That's problematic. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> hi. Uh, Kylan's here. Say hi, Kylan. Hi. Hi, Loki. Sorry. Uh, come tell us. Island, tell us what you just did. Um, oh, my student, my fifth grade students are doing a project, and they spent the last, I think, three weeks raising money and food and donations. Um, so I just came and dropped them all off. Mac is going to test raised, them all out. We raised four hundred something dollars. Whoop, whoop. Oh and wow! Some big cents, and then we got some food and bowls and all sorts of fun stuff donated by the kids. Yeah, that's so great. Thank them. you so much. Every, all of the toys. The toys are the problem. She brought two big bags of adult food, big bag of puppy food. That's um, amazing. A bunch of toys. <laughs> One of those pigs goes, ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so while the little black dog rescues dogs of all sizes, shapes, colors, and breeds as part of our mission, we recognize that black dogs are traditionally passed over for adoption in favor of lighter colored dogs. This phenomenon is called little black, nope, not little black dog. This phenomenon is called black dog syndrome. I, I mean, technically I think the breed of the dog is important. A little black Mac would be fine. <laughs> anywhere, just anywhere. Um, so we're obviously two proud pet parents to black dogs, um, but I was unaware of actually the whole phenomenon before we adopted Loki. Um, and I actually think because she went adoption pending 
back to adoptable multiple times on the website while we were pending on another another little black dog actually um and i'm convinced it's the only reason that she was passed over (laughs) because she was delightful when we met her um and i think that's just it's just i i can't understand i mean i'm glad she was because now she is mine but it's weird to me yeah it's definitely something that needs to be talked about more i think a lot of people are not consciously aware of it Uh, but i i I can see it too, honestly. The black dogs, they're just not, uh, yeah, like I said, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about a little bit more. There is data that supports this. uh, And I feel like passively, I can absolutely appreciate that this is true. Uh, Dogs that are brown or not blonde shepherds, but like white and brown that have like some coloring to them tend to do better. Uh, A pet finder survey of shelters and rescues I found that adoptable dogs are typically available for adoption for 12 and a half weeks, but less adoptable pets, which includes black dogs, stay at shelters and rescues four times longer than that. So um, a lot of studies show at the end of the day, breed matters more than color to adopters. um, Despite the recent evidence that we just talked about, the breed has very little to do with behavior. Catty corner. No, sorry. Is that your catty corner or your black heart moment? Dogs, dogs in the news. Oh, it was dogs in the news. Thank you. I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense for a catty corner. <laughs> Your dogs in the news is so relevant. You planned this episode, news. so that makes sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if usually breed matters more than color in surveys when, you know, adopters are asked why they choose or do not choose to adopt a dog. But um, black dogs and cats, which are also impacted by the same phenomenon, Um, are they still face additional barriers to adoptions. Some explanations, they don't always photograph as well. Um, It's harder to see facial expressions with a black dog. If they have a black face and then their eyes are dark, sometimes it can be harder to see facial expressions, especially over, you know, the internet where we, you know, are are advertising our dogs. Um, Sometimes they can be perceived as bad omens. This is especially true for cats, but dogs also have a similar reputation um, in certain certain times. Question for you, Erin. Yeah. Question. Uh, If you heard that your dog was spooky (laughs) or a bad omen, would you be like, not that one? Never, right? No. She's she's shaking her head. No. No. I'd be like, yeah, okay, that one. I would like the spooky... Halloween cat dog, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that creepy little spooky one. Yes. yes. I describe Brie as ghoulish, which is a compliment as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I could see it, honestly. She's ghoulish. Yeah. She's got like the little dark, like dark-ish bags under her eyes, but otherwise she looks like a big ghost. <laughs> but it is meant to be a compliment. Right. I just know that like Bad Omen, I think, is endearing. That's not, bad omen is not terminology for endearing, and I know that. But you're also like a, you're a dark lover the way. <laughs> yeah. You appreciate the dark side of things. <laughs> I've never been a huge believer in the, the black cat thing anyway. I mean, it just never has been like a huge deal to me. It's a reason I like them. It's a reason I like them. <laughs> They're Halloween, I mean... So long as you're identified with Halloween also, I think is, <laughs> that helps a lot for me. <laughs> I just love Halloween. That's what it is. 
Black dogs are frequently seen as quote unquote more aggressive or seen to be quote unquote less friendly than lighter colored dogs, according to a recent article from Grounds and Hounds. Uh, we've recently seen some of our black dogs stay much longer than some of our lighter colored pups, uh, like Starsky. I mean, who else? Starsky was definitely one. I think Hopkins is going to be with us a minute, yeah. but. I also know that Hopkins is a darker colored pup. He's lovely. He's a lovely dog. Uh, he is, you know, he's got, he's, he's an anxious dark dog. And I think that that will also play against him because especially with the less friendly part of this, you have to get to know yeah. Hopkins. Hopkins is the she's all that dog. Uh, other that like she's he's not going to present himself immediately as this beautiful dog in glasses <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's shy and in glasses which is twofold against him. <laughs> uh, but he's a very good dog he's mm -hmm. a, a so cat friendly helps a lot too yeah uh, i think black dogs having profoundly noticeably good qualities also uh, to absolve the picture issue put a take out take them outside kelly, kelly the adoption director taught me this take a picture of a dog outside uh, a green background changes things for a black dog also a video i learned yeah. this with juju juju had a video of someone being nice to her and her responding positively to that and a dog that I was worried about finding a foster found an adopter. And that's very cool. Uh, but yes. back to black dogs. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, so we actually, in addition to Hopkins, we have a number of black dogs for adoption right now. They need your help. They, you know, if this, with black dog syndrome, they often get overlooked. Um, and they're, like we're saying about Hopkins, a great dog, cat friendly. It's a huge plus. Um it is a huge plus. Yes, it's a huge plus, um, but it's just he's getting overlooked. Um, he's a total sweetie, and like you said, he's shy. Um, I met him at one of our adoption events, and he is shy. Like, he's not going to come right up to you and be your best friend. Um, but he was so loving with his adopter, uh, or I'm sorry, his foster. And um, he's uh, apparently a budding interior decorator, according to his foster, and decorates the house with, with toys. <laughs> this is an adorable thing to say about a dog. I just have to put that out there. He's also great trained pot. He's all the things you need him yeah. to be and a great interior decorator. So and bachelor. great patio etiquette as well. So you can take him Excellent out with patio. you. Yeah. He will put put them in the perfect places. He'll remember where they are. He will get them when he needs them. And you will have a thing to talk about when people are in your home. <laughs> A couple of things. Your dog and his <laughs> decorating <your> style, yeah. <laughs> Mid-century modern, more of that weird fringe stuff that my mom does <laughs> that she still tries to fight. She's definitely going more beach house. She lives on the water now. So she's trying to, like, find sophisticated beach house. Mm. She's doing an okay job. It's hard. Uh, all right. So our next black dog. Oh, oh, oh. Like our, our kind of dog to highlight I think here is he's got two things going against him despite everything else going for him uh the two things going against him he's a black dog the other thing he's 110 pounds he's a big guy big boy, big boy. he's a Texas sized dog <laughs> he came to us from Texas his name is Diesel 
Uh, he, yeah, like I said, it's 110 pounds of very goofy, good boy energy, I think would be a great way to describe him. Uh, he's a lab mix. He's a fast learner. He's also described as low key by his fosters. He has had the same fosters the whole time, which means to me, he is low key. <laughs> it means he's a good boy. Yes. That's a good boy. He's a big boy, but he's a good boy. So if you want a dog, especially so like, okay, big dogs are good snuggle buddies. Mm. I realize that this is not something that like in a smaller space, it can be harder to accommodate. I know that. But if a dog is good, they can like, really, you can manage that dog. Yeah. So long as your lifestyle can suit that dog. Diesel is big and a lab. He's not that high energy. This guy wants a couple of walks. He wants food for sure. <laughs> but he doesn't need an enormous amount of space. If you're looking for a buddy, Diesel is your buddy. <laughs> Diesel is a dog that is a buddy. Uh, we also, I mean, part of me, I know that Piper had someone that was interested. Someone applied for Jasmine and Piper. Uh, but Piper is is lovely she's a lovely dog that's that little snuggler right up like immediately one of the like handful of dogs that's given me kisses immediately that's not important to anybody else but me but that's a good girl she looks like she's a black and tan uh she's it says she's 60 pounds she's almost certainly 60 pounds she's a well distributed 60 pounds. yeah she looks 40 pounds to she me. Do, yeah that's what i'm uh, she's still looking for her forever home. She's sweet. She is cuddly. She is friendly. She's all the things you want in a dog. She is house trained. Again, she's another one that she needs a temp faster. I have signed myself up to do it because I fell in love with her at transport and have just had, like I said, I, I'm taking dogs in right now that are Vita plus puppies plus dogs that need a temporary spot or a little bit harder. Karina was harder. Brie is, Brie needed a place to go that she could land for a minute. And she's good. Brie's amazing. Brie's also very good, but she's not black. All right, your turn. <laughs> um, we have a few black puppies right now, since I am the, the puppy person. <laughs> you are. Sorry, I did not. <laughs> I would not even like, <laughs> they were going to go right over. I like the, yes. Continue. Totally so they've, they've um, and I, I wouldn't say they've stuck around for longer than their lighter colored siblings, but we do, it, it's, it's actually baffling to me that these beer pups are still with us. Um, they're so, they're very cute. Um, they will likely be larger. Um, I think their mom isn't super big, but there might be some husk. Mom's, yeah. mom's quite small. Actually. Yeah. She's 30 something. Dad might've been bigger. Poppy is, I think 35 pounds. Yeah. We don't know who dad yeah. is, so I think dad might have. I don't think we. We don't know who dad no. is, right? No okay. idea. Um, but so, so they're from the beer litter, which is our our hoppy who is found wandering in a Texas brewery when she was super pregnant, and we brought her here. Um, Brewer and Malta are both super cute. They are black dogs. I have trouble telling them apart, but their foster is very helpful in telling me which one is which, so I can get them right on the website. <laughs> Um, Malta is an escape artist, apparently, which I kind of love about, about them. I do love an escape I artist. I, I should not love an escape artist, but there's something about the, like, this, 
the smart quality of that. Little B is not an escape artist, but she is very smart and very willing to try anything. I saw her So I had the giant water dish out, which is like, it's a deep, it's like a four inch deep bowl and it's very wide. And <laughs> I had also turned over the other bowl just because it was clean and I didn't want anybody putting anything in it. So the little, like the shorter ceramic bowl that is as tall, you're just gonna appreciate this story. <laughs> I wish I had, like, I wish my eyes could take a picture. <laughs> That's what I wish. Because I saw it and I can't get my phone fast enough half the time. Big wide bowl, had water in it. Puppies were out playing. Uh, I look, oh, and I had the ceramic bowl turned over so it was a flat surface. Little B had put her back legs up onto the back of this ceramic bowl so she could tilt her body into the water bowl more so she could get to the water. And I was like, what? You're so smart. What are you doing? But also, you tiny genius. <laughs> oh my god. So she's not an escape artist because she doesn't want to escape. She just wants to be next to you. But she is a dog that figures things out. And I think the escape artist thing is a figure it out thing and also the uh, beer pups foster is amazing i need to say it out loud she took mom and so so many pups and has been very patient with us but has been asking for us to move them <laughs> i would love to move them to adoptive homes <laughs> uh, we also have a number of black dogs on our may texas transport rocco is one of them rocco is a lab mix he's energetic he loves toys and he's a big playful kid of a dog. So if you need a, a dog buddy, if your dog needs a buddy, uh, then Rocco might be your guy. And check him out on our website. We will report more about him once he arrives tonight. Uh, and this actually, this is coming out two weeks from now. So if you check out our website and he is still there, then Rocco We'll have solid information on him and you should put in an adoption application because he's a big, happy little black dog, but a big dog. Yes. No. All right, go ahead. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Javier and Pascal are brothers who are also arriving. Um, and if you've checked them out before, definitely check them back out after because their original pictures were, it's hard to see them. Uh, yeah, hard, very hard to see them. Um, we've gotten other photos of them since they are beautiful, sweet, happy smiles. They're going to be great dogs. Um, Javier's, um, a little bossy apparently, um, but he does well with other dogs. Pascal's also good with other dogs. He's a little more playful and a little less bossy. Um, but we'll have better information about them, um, Yes, yes. Uh, but they are, they are two black labs, look very, very similar. <laughs> Definitely brothers. Um, but yeah, so check them out if you haven't, or if you, if you have to check them out again, because we'll have better pictures and better info. So, yep. If you're considering a little black dog, the other one that we wanted to mention was Mama's, who is a pit mix. She's a little petite. I'm so excited to see Mama's and Bubba's in person. I'm so excited to see them I know. because their weight 
that the weight that we have has them in the 30 to 40 pound range. If that's true, they're that's pocket pitties. And I love a pocket pity. I love a pocket pity. I love them. They're like all of the little pity, like bulk and stature and sweetness that you want, but half the size? Come on. <laughs> if mamas and babies are thir truly 35 to 40 pounds, I'm so like, I can't wait. I still can't wait because I'm going to see them at Transport. But I'm so excited to meet them. Yes. Uh, she, Mamas loves belly rubs and sunbathing. Oh, good girl. Uh, she also, she's also eco-friendly because she doesn't need new toys. She just loves to chew old towels and sheets. <laughs> Delightful. So those are just a few of the black dogs that we have available for adoption right now. We love to help out a black dog. These dogs are great. It's crazy to me that black dogs face higher barriers to adoption just because of people's perceptions. Um, I guess it really shouldn't be crazy to me because I feel like we talk about that a lot on this podcast. But we encourage you to always consider a black dog when you look to adopt. Um, just give I them a chance. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it's not crazy to you. Well, sorry. I think it's crazy to you and I that black dogs don't get as much attention because we both have them. <laughs> so how could that possibly be true? We're both right. so smart. <laughs> we both are so smart and we make such good choices. So how is yes. it possibly true <laughs> that a choice we made is not a choice other people are making? <laughs> right? You're right. All right. Want to tell us about our upcoming events and wrap up? Yes. So before we wrap up, here's what's coming up. We have another adoption event at Port City Brewing Company in Alexandria on Saturday, May 28th from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. We are also going to have another adoption event, so lots of opportunities to meet these black dogs, at the Brig in D.C. on Sunday, June 5th from 2 a.m. to 2 p.m., and then uh, we will also be attending the Wellray Delray Festival in Delray in Alexandria on June 11th. We'll be selling merch to benefit the rescue. Um, and we have, will have all the information you need to foster, adopt, or volunteer with us. As always, follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you don't already. If you do already, get your friends too. Get your family too. It's Mother's Day. Tell, Thank you, Brie. Uh, Brie was letting me know it's Mother's Day this week. <laughs> Uh, it is not, never mind, take that back. As always, follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you don't already. If you do, get your friends and family too. Just one person. Get them at it. Uh, we hope you are still enjoying Going Mutts. If you are, please follow, rate, and review. Our goal is to get the word out about rescues and our dogs. Uh, we can only do that with your help. If you want to check out all of our adoptable dogs, and we encourage you to do that, then please go to thelittleblackdog.org. Again, that is thelittleblackdog.org. We are DC, Maryland, and Virginia-based rescue. If you have hit Connecticut, you have gone too far. You can also sign up for our email list and become a monthly donor. Until next time, from the bottom of our little black hearts. Thanks for hanging out with us.